Yeah. Let's do do the thing. Let's roll dice. Well, maybe. Whoa, 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 whoa. Can we just role play? Let's do the thing. All Chicken right. wing. What if we have both, though? That you're describing some kind of nonsense system that could never work That's in sucked. practicality. Yeah. Everybody knows the two genders are roleplay and murder hobo. It's either dungeons <laughs> or dragons. You can't have both. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the Alchemist Club. I'll probably leave that in. Um, yeah, I figured you would, yeah. <laughs> I'm Joe, your host and dungeon master for another thrilling podcast episode. Joining me today, we have... Daniel, playing Shed Fleet. K-Hall, playing the clicking keyboard. I'm Zach, and I play the Fall Rock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin Hill Creek. I'm Waffle, and it's Terrajux. Who wants to summarize what did or did not happen last time? Fucking nothing. We fucked around in a junkyard and, like, threw cans at a rust monster. Which was at least a little bit my fault. Desmond and I got into an argument in Morse code. Um, I LARPed as a pile of garbage for an hour and a half. It was Which a disaster. Was really just, it, it was most of your like other hobo impersonations, except this time it was actually in garbage. Well, yeah, and because like I had a lot more conspiracy chops under my belt now to work off. I, I tried to climb a pile of garbage, and I just made an even bigger pile of garbage so god what a metaphor for my life right <sighs> so yeah we are we're trying to track down the gnomes that are going to steal the things that are sitting right in front of us but it turns out uh we don't have any utility spells oriented towards surveillance yeah we also have no idea how long we're going to be sitting here right Yep. And if this were any other city, I would already be disguised as a criminal and being like, how do you do, fellow criminals? I'm looking to steal some whiz bangs. But uh, there, there's no potential for me to accidentally end up on the very self-same heist to steal these artifacts that I'm trying to prevent because I'm not a gnome. And I think, once again, none of us remember the name of the artifact. <laughs> However many... In-game gold pieces I offered. I think it was like 500. <laughs> it's, a, it's a reticulating spline. We nope. all know it. No, and it's definitely not a turbo encabulator. Nope. Uh, it's... All right. We, uh, you guys don't remember. Of course. It doesn't no. matter. You guys don't remember. We're not going to spend another five minutes on this bit. Um, it's, it's portal shielding. Yeah. And we're gonna, we're gonna, they're gonna get it, and we're gonna be like, "Ha, Katya, time to go to gnome jail." So, to prevent another previous episode, Thank describe God. to me briefly how each of you plans on staking out. Briefly, yes. I am in a pile of trash, like above the, like above and behind where the artifact are supposed to be where I've got like a clear shot on them and also of anything that would approach them. I am up on one of the giant magnetic junk cranes, like up in, not like the cab, but way out on the end of the arm where I can hunch down because I am the bat. Uh, I think I'm going to like dig a hole in some trash and put the refrigerator door over top of it and get bored <laughs> and then eventually fall asleep. Okay. Yeah, mood. Uh, I'll wander a circuit around the uh, the paths of the junkyard nearby. Can I disguise him as a hobo for that? 
Can I disguise you as a hobo for that? <laughs> I just feel uh, like here, here's the thing about you disguising anyone as a hobo. We are in we are in Hopstonopolis. Yeah, how he's many, a, how he's many non gnome hobos? He's a dwarf. I can make be... him pass for a gnome much easier than I can myself. You got some compression wear for that giant dwarf cut of his? I mean, really? <laughs> there, no, there are I, large I, I gnomes. Can, I, can, I can bullshit <laughs> that I'm looking for, for pieces for a thing I'm working on. Sure. You Anybody just like ask? don't don't specify your species if they ask. <laughs> I, you did you just assume my up. species? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, are you whatever. a gnome or a dwarf? <laughs> I'm old McGucket. <laughs> <laughs> it's that easy. <laughs> uh, what? Where are you from? I got ants in my brain, <laughs> and then they won't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> they basically just act the like government the government invented door. the sure. moon. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they keep aliens, and then they'll leave you alone. I, I'm confident in my ability to evade situations. Let me put it that way. All right. And I believe that leaves Chad. I'll still be hanging out on top of the crane. Okay. Oh yeah, crane not, buddies. Not a pun. You're the one who made it, not me. Yep, unintentional. Hashtag not a pun. Hashtag could be a pun. Hashtag bird is the word. Okay. <laughs> so you settle into your everyday normal stakeout routines. The, As the, we do. Yeah. The rust monster has taken to following Falrock around on his yep. patrols, but it's like never super close to you. It's always, you know, Lurking. good social distancing space away. See, I also figured that that would happen since I've fed it now, that it would follow me around. Yep. <laughs> so I didn't want to try and hide. Um, I will need perception checks from Leolin, Terrajux, and Ched. Hey, that's me. I'm good at these. Ooh. Oh, yes. I am theoretically good at these. Total of 20. Oh, damn it. Total 22. Of 18. I guess this is what I get for trying to out-perception Leyland. I'm sure he rolled <laughs> like a seven. my plus six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do your elf eyes see, out of curiosity? Uh, all three of you will note this. Um, there's kind of a shift. So you remember that in last week's misadventure, Leolin attempted to climb a pile of garbage and got a natural one, and so uh, kind of had to garbage surf with his face down into the pile of stabilizers. I do recall this. Knocking them over. Yes. Um, so they're kind of scattered about in sort of a disheveled lump now, mixed in with other junk. Um, do you notice that there is a... Uh, a disturbance at the center of this pile of Ooh. junk but sort of it looks like um, a bunch of the trash in that vicinity drops five to six inches they've got a mole machine and uh, a second later a gnome dressed in 
tattered overalls um, sort of rises up out of the center of the trash pile and reaches down and puts his hands through the casing of one of the phaseotella stabilizers so that he is gripping the central ball with his hands. So when you say like through the casing, like his hands phase yes, or that is oh. exactly what happens. And then Spooky. the casing falls off of the central orb and he rotates it uh, 180 degrees. Like he puts his hands on either side, like a basketball and twists and you see a single line run along the um, circumference of the orb. And he says to nobody in particular, uh, I know that I am currently being watched as I am familiar with uh, my good old friend Fibblestib Lufalu, and I know that he will have people watching these. So I want you to know that if the two halves of the sphere come apart at any time, the resulting chain reaction will devastate probably five to ten miles of Hopsnopolis in a sphere. That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> no. Yes. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> Basically that. Um... And then uh, you see an exact copy of him split off of his back and start picking up Phasia telestabilizers and putting them on an invisible, like, platform. Well, I, I gotta get in there. This is a new one. I gotta get in there. That's a bluff, right? We'll, we'll find out. Um, I am going to... <laughs> I'm gonna step off the crane and uh, descend down, arms crossed, cape billowing, feathers <laughs> falling... And I, I descend down dramatically uh, with the wind swirling about. And I say, what ho, villain? <laughs> so just as usual, we go yeah. on no plan whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Villain is such a strong word. I've I, heard it all. I think Next, myself... you're going to say that you and I are not so different, you and I. And I'll say, <laughs> I can't be. And then you'll reveal dramatically that we did indeed share the same mother. Well, I'm not buying it. We're not your at all similar. Your mother's into some stuff there. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, essentially, I would like to uh, flim-flam this fellow with my uh, larger-than-life personality so that someone else can hit him in the head with a crowbar later. <laughs> he, he simply looks at you. I mean, you can you can roll a performance check if you like, but you're going I to have to. I would love to. You're going to have to get an exceptionally high. I roll. crit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a total of twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, twenty-five. He loses concentration, splits the halves, and we all die. <laughs> if this is the way I die, then so be it. He he blinks up at you, and um, from how far away are you from him? Ah. Uh, I would drop down basically as close as possible without landing on him. Okay, so you land like two feet away from him. <laughs> and Jesus. looking down, you, he's totally bald. Um, and he has uh, look like tattoos kind of running all along all the visible portions of his body in a strange and intricate pattern. Um and he looks up at you and he says, yes, 
I can see that you have been touched also. Uh, <laughs> Do you hear the music? <laughs> nice try, villain, but your poisonous words won't seep into this villain, brain. Villain, villain, no, 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 no. You and I, we're harbingers. And I, I glance around and tug out. a little at my collar. I'm like, hey, hey, keep your voice down. We, huh. we will be maestros on this material plane, conducting the music of the spheres, welcoming the orchestra. Oh God, Waffles um, so, gonna, Tarjex is gonna wanna invite him on the ship. So as this is happening, I would like to try and help stack spheres onto this invisible barge. <laughs> You're like, you know what, that sounds great. No, like I'm, I'm nodding on, I go, interesting, interesting. I never considered the musical angle. Uh, I interpret it much more like the arch of a beautiful bridge or a building. Don't, don't be ridiculous. Time, space, architecture, they mean nothing. No, ah, it's... but ridiculousness is the path to a salvation, my friend. What, what others deem ridiculous, we see as universal. It's not the ridiculous, <laughs> it's the absurd. I love this guy. <laughs> this is not... The battle of the He's still holding one of the Fazio Tello. Yeah, he's still holding the bomb. Yeah. Yes. Shit. I want to start. So, do do his uh, clones or whatever? Are they aware of surroundings? Uh, they appear pretty focused, and I will say yes. As you've been talking to Interjex, there are like every so often another version of him will kind of split off the back. Hmm. And start stacking. Does um, there does there seem to have like yeah. a gadget of some kind on his back that's doing this? Or no, he in fact th he's really only wearing these tattered overalls. Interesting. So this guy is just magical AF. Hmm. Um, right. and I want to start duplicates. Of, they appear to be like, <gasps> as far as you can tell, they're focused on their task, but they don't. It doesn't seem like they are unaware. Like they're looking okay. around as they do. Like this. if I if I try to surreptitiously trip one, they will like your leg goes right through him. Oh, okay. So they're incorporeal. Okay. So I'm, uh, see, I'm I'm helping him stack up these spheres every now and then. Um, I just want to let the crazy ramble. Like I'm I'm nudging him and I'm egging him on and I'm giving him enough kindling to keep the flame going, but. I'm mostly curious as to what he has to say. Uh, every now and then when he says something and he doesn't like fully elaborate, I'll do the like... Um, Are you feeding into the monologue? Yeah, I, I feed into the monologue, but specifically like I say uh, things kind of like the architecture versus the music thing where I want to like posit my own clearly wrong theory so that he'll go at length about how his version is correct. And I would like to start to slowly, like, sneak <laughs> my way down, uh, down my junk pile, because, like, where I'm supposed to be positioned is kind of behind. So he should be, I would assume that Tarjux is, like, like he can, like, is looking towards me and the... Uh, well, I know where everyone else is hidden, so I'm trying to always draw his eye towards, like, yeah. the area of lowest hero density. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah okay do i need to make like a stealth check you will or... need to make a stealth check you're going to do so mm, with disadvantage 
Okay. Oh heavens, he'll only get a 23 <laughs> instead I know, of right? a 40. The first one was a crit, so I'm oh down God. from here. Okay, actually 22, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't, a 20 and an 18, I can't. Okay. What, what do you You managed to slither down your junk pile so that you are now, you're like right next to one of the duplicates that is moving things back and forth to this um, floating disc. Okay. Uh, Falrock, it's around this time that your patrol takes you back near the Phaseotella stabilizer pile. And I'm I'm loud so that anybody coming into this area would hear Tara Juk's loud and realize something dumb is happening. Desmond, please also make a perception check to see if you wake up. <laughs> I'm good at and of course I must commend you because Certainly, I thought I had hidden the the outward signs to all but myself, to my, the own labyrinthine corridors of my mind. 24. Yet you laid it bare with but a gaze. Was that, did Remarkable. you say 24? 24. Okay. You you can hear Terrajux prattling. <laughs> Being uh, crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's nothing new, but I'm assuming I can hear the other voice too. So I'm going to peek around. Yeah, it's weird that Tarajux normally talks to himself, but now he's getting answers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now I, I'm going to stay behind the fridge, but I'm going to keep an eye on things. Okay, and Falrock, you arrive. Ched, you are also, like, this is all very visible to you. But I'm not, I'm not myself visible, right? You're still up on the crane. Yeah. So I assume that, like, I, do I, I don't see Falrock nearby, right? Uh, you will be able to spot him, like, moving closer on an adjacent pathway. Does it, does it seem to me that he knows what's going on? Like, is he moving, oh, yeah. Falrock sil- trying can... to move silently, or... I don't know what Falrock is doing, but he is aware of the situation. Okay. So then Quick. I don't need to signal, I don't think. Or at least Ched wouldn't think. So, I'm going to... I want to fly down the back of the crane away from where uh Terajux and the uh what was his did we get his name uh, no, i was, we I don't was have a name yet. okay where well the strange the strange splitting gnome um are and down to ground level as as quickly as possible and then i want to wild shape into a constrictor snake okay Real quick question. Yep. So, and this is more for me since I don't really know how it works, but with Ched's tremor sense, would he have known or would he have felt like since the guy came out of the ground, would he have felt that? Uh, or been possibly, alerted to that? But he would have he had to He was all the be, way up on a crane. Yeah, right? he would have had to be on the ground. Okay. That's, like I said, that's just not knowing how this, how it works. So, But like, now that he's on the ground, maybe he can tell what kind of submersible mole battleship we're dealing with. I have a feeling that the after images are not leaving any sort of tremors at all. Probably not. And Falrock, you, uh, you can hear Terrajux making a ruckus yeah. as well. Yeah, I'm going to hang back and stay out of sight because... It, obviously something is up if Tarajux is 
like <laughs> prattling on with this person instead of getting into a fight or signaling us. So hey, yeah, you don't hear the sound of lightning. So yeah, I don't. I don't hear. I hear trouble. I don't hear trouble that I expect. So I'm <laughs> wait out of segment. Um, and so somewhere during my uh, swaggering around, I've I've found a cane somewhere in like the junk pile, and I'm twirling it and leaning on it uh, with a I matted glint in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I grab for my my stage manager just off to the side, and Desmond passes me a prop. <laughs> um. And I and I do ask, uh, what what possible title could could capture such magnificent vision? What terrified, trembling whispers pour from the mouths of those who try to name you? I wonder. I don't have a name anymore. Names are paltry, material things. Oh, certainly, but collecting them has such a thrill, don't you think? Do I look like the Fae to you? He spits. What's your mom call you? <laughs> ah, but you see, looks can be deceiving, and one who ventures into the world with assumptions may find only misfortune. <clears throat> looks are It is are only deceiving. when all possibilities have been extinguished that the truth is revealed. No. No, no, no. No, 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 no. The truth must never be revealed. The truth would destroy us all. And while sublimation may be divine for those such as you and I, no, 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 no. Unacceptable. Perhaps just an inkling of it, then. A taste. A mere taste of the truth would drive you to madness. Ah, yes, but what a sweet madness. To wet the lips on something unknowable. I need deception <laughs> checks. <laughs> okay. Since I am pretending I think to be you met another your match person, here, <laughs> I, this this man may be even crazier than I am. Um, that's okay. So I assume I can use my actor feet here for advantage since I'm pretending to be someone else. Sure. Okay, that's a fifteen and another twenty. Uh, so that's a twenty-eight on deception. Ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I also rolled a 20 for insight. <laughs> but, but is his insight higher than 8? Uh, <laughs> no, it's probably not. <laughs> the ultimate battle of titans. <laughs> <laughs> it does the like dramatic anime letterboxing, except it's yeah. just two people acting like crazy people. Only one of you is acting crazy. Okay, fair. It's two apparent idiots. <laughs> uh, at this stage, his duplicates have collected about a dozen phaseo telestabilizers. Mm -hmm. And um, two of them sort of wind backwards along the path that they were following and disappear into his back. Okay. Does he does he motion to like place the orb that he's got on something or Nope, he's just holding it. Alright. Does he look at me expectantly? Like what's his Oh, he, he carries on talking about how the truth is, is too terrible, too great for any any creature of the prime material to fully understand and to reveal it to them would destroy them utterly, etc. ad nauseum. Yeah. 
and I'm I'm nodding along rapt interest. I've <laughs> I'm debating trying the thing where you know when you like you have someone in conversation and you can just like hand them something and they'll automatically take it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I almost want to just try the reverse and be like, here, let me take that for you. <laughs> and just free his hands up so he can monologue properly. <laughs> okay, I, I've got my hand crossbows like trained on him to okay. just, just just like like a readied action. Especially if Tar does something that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, but it's coming. <laughs> Uh, I so yeah, I continue to nudge him and wind him up and get him really monologuing. It's not terribly difficult. Oh no, it, this this man is like a a finely tuned instrument that I was born to play. <laughs> I, I call this one Gnome Solo Number Three at Dark. <laughs> okay, uh, everybody else doing anything in particular? No, I'm probably going to wait until I see what happens with the orb, because I don't want to strike Honestly, I'm okay have it anymore. Whatever outcome happens, because if Terrajux wins, great. And if we all blow up, that suits my goals just fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, God, it's, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what's the best way to get that orb? <laughs> How is he holding it? He's got his hands like just, on it... either side like he's holding a basketball. Okay. And there is a a line of light running around the circumference vertically. So, so uh, like if if, if his up. hands lose pressure on it, it will split in half. Oh, oh so he's holding it together not ripping it apart. Correct. Yeah. Okay, that's that was important to know. <clears throat> yeah, I didn't catch that either. So I guess I could like put my hands on his shoulders and like soulfully stare into his eyes. Okay. Are you I trying just... to seduce him? Yeah, what what does like... that accomplish? <laughs> hey, let me give you half of this. Look, I gotta convince this guy that I'm in on the crazy boat. I wanna see where this crazy goes. And actually I really do, but ugh, if only we had more time. <laughs> um I I think what I will do is I will um, as I, I know his monologuing isn't going to stop but as there is a dip in the intensity of it I am I'm gonna sort of try to meet his level of enthusiasm with this uh, about uh, how you know when I had first uh, deceived that fool um, flitter flitternaster Fuck! What was his name? Oh, uh, Fibblestib. Oh. Uh, when when first I milked Fibblestib for information, I had assumed that those I would find coveting such precious jewels were not but thoughtless ruffians. Never could I have imagined that a visionary was at the heart of this. Someone with purpose and drive and an eye for the truly unique. And I just I want to part upon him the positive vibes that I'm thrilled to be part of his organization because I am make another <laughs> deception check alright uh, that one's only a 13 so that's a total of 21 
Oh, he does much better this time. Well, no, I say much. Fuck. I say much better. He does much better than you this time. Oh. <clears throat> and his his countenance grows grim. He's like, "You deceive me. You you know nothing of the music. You I, may be touched, but you have not I... heard the chords." I flash away and I say, honey, I deceive everyone. And, um, gosh, what what spell would be fun here? <laughs> I think I'm just going to kind of throw myself on top of him and, like, hug around the orb. Cause since I've been sidling, like, up again, you know, I'm in close now. Uh-huh. So I'm just going to kind of spider myself around the orb to hold it together. Wait, you're actually doing this? Yeah. He saw through my shit. Like, there's... What else am I going to do? Jigs up, boys. Okay, okay. Partly because I can't stand his jibber-jabber anymore. <laughs> and, and I mean, it might not hurt the other way either. But I'm going to cast Silence right on him as well. So... Okay. In him and Tarajux. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> whenever he... Whenever Tarajux like springs on him yeah the wink the wink is the signal okay <laughs> you've just been I, like I don't frantically wink. winking wink. the whole time no <laughs> i go uh, my friend i deceive everyone wink and then i throw myself on top uh silence. it's that last little bit of uh you gotta keep them guessing silence descends on the area as you throw yourself at this gnome Make a dexterity check. All right, boys. It comes down to this: <laughs> either we live or we die. I should have been doing. I should have jumped on him. Yeah, but he has like crazy high insight for a crazy person. Don't all crazy people come have on. crazy high insight? Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and I, yeah, I don't have inspiration or anything to work with here. So this is just uh, here we go. <laughs> Oh no. That's an 11. Oh boy. Well, someone had to do something. Okay. So, here's what happens you throw yourself down on top of him, attempting to sort of like hug him such that you are also holding the orb together. Mostly hugging the orb, but yeah. Right. Um, this will be difficult as you are three times taller than him. Yeah. I was I was down on one knee listening to him, though. Oh, okay. We were, we were real close, him and I. We were good friends. We had a history together. He attended my wedding. <laughs> okay. Hang on. No, we're, we can't have weddings yet. No. That's what it felt like, that anyways. Fog is triggered. Yeah, I was about to say, that, that cuts deep right there. That's In those cut. five minutes, I felt like I understood this man better than anyone I've ever known. Uh-huh. We were brothers. Okay, so you go in, you go in to wrap your arms around him. Yeah, it's just, I have a gangly, uncoordinated mess. As this happens, you see him, well, you don't see him. Um, Chad, Leyland probably Falrock is probably in view of the scene by this point. You see the the gnome that Terajux is attempting to hug um, sort of snaps backwards 
through his arms uh, and over like coalesces with one of his other duplicates that's currently uh, next to the pile of phaseo telestabilizers which well, then he was playing you the whole time both immediately what? descend through the floor and i shake my fist and i yell silently Terradox, you land on top of the phaseo telestabilizer oh and uh it doesn't come down super well it comes down a little off kilter there's you see a a faint sliver of blinding radiance <laughs> from this orb um yeah, I have every form of cancer <laughs> <laughs> that's fine hatchling blood cancels out cancer <laughs> and you find uh you find yourself experiencing uh searing excruciating pain um terrible physical malady etc etc i flail around like a puppet in a wind tunnel that is probably the worst possible action you could have taken i mean i'm still hugging it but yeah my legs mostly okay <laughs> uh after a moment you shift such that the orb closes um and the the pain subsides and give everyone a big thumbs up. Uh, everyone else, there's a very clear, like, crescent shape on Terrajux's torso that you can see oh, directly burned through. into me? No, 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 no. It's missing. Oh. Uh. Um. <laughs> Wait. Um. There's a hole. He's got a hole in him? Mm-hmm. Are my organs coming out and colorful streamers no uh it looks like it's slowly filling in with fog or cloud possibly hmm. huh. and it's and you're in a cone of silence so, oh, yeah. so this this all happens in like cinematic quiet this portion <laughs> of this portion of the adventure has no soundtrack oh that's so artistic good job Leyland. No. <laughs> try to try to set the mood. Yeah. You don't. We don't hear your. Screaming. Yeah, you don't hear any of the screaming. Yep. I I stand upright. I've got the orb under one arm like an astronaut helmet, and I'm uh, I'm <laughs> monologuing at length about how the day was saved by quick thinking and fast reflexes, um, and then I go to like pat myself on my chest and my fingers dip through my torso and the next three minutes are just more silent screaming. <laughs> yep. Since Ched's on the ground now, can he feel where the guy went underground? Is Ched on the ground? Yeah, Ched's yes. a snake. Yeah, he oh, he that's right. He's a snake. Um, yeah. You could uh, feel some very faint tremors as he was passing down beneath you. Interesting. So he wasn't completely intangible when he slipped into the ground, or else I, I don't think he would have. Yeah, I don't know what this any tremors. Is. No. Um, Weird. But you like as you are as you're listening with your ear body that is the snake. Um, he like the tremors are proceeding straight down. Oh. Huh. Okay. So this guy can just pass through metal. 
So, well, is the floor not dirt? It's stone. Oh. It's oh. worked stone. Yeah, this this guy's doing some crazy magic shit. Also, I my organs? <laughs> All of my organs? Also, help? <laughs> Question mark, my organs? At this stage, um your missing flesh has is replaced with something that resembles like a thunderhead. Dude, awesome. Like dark clouds sparked with... This is... <laughs> I see this as an absolute win. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I assume Leyland is still just, like, watching with the silence, silence field on. <laughs> and like... I burst out of the silence field and I go, Guys, I'm the chosen of the storm! I slither up to him and, I guess, <laughs> wild shape back out to chat again mm-hmm. and Barak is sick to his stomach hey guys yeah. I was about to say, I'm just looking on like just horrified. point in yeah in horror at the hole that is in your abdomen you mean this awesome raging storm within does that not hurt what I what don't happened? know I'm kind of hurting all over but I think it's just sort of the general pain of you know, other stuff. Of being amazing. Yeah, I, I fell on my shoulder pretty hard there. That's probably what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want me to try to heal you? Do what's in your heart, man. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm um... not missing hit points, am I? Nope. Yeah. Huh. Like, I, I feel okay. fine, Ched. This is just... Look, and I, I put a hand on his shoulder, and I say, Ched, I know I, like... I'm going to go through some changes here as I become the true avatar of the storm, but I want you to know that no matter what happens, I'm always the Tarajux you know and love. What happens when you stick a finger in? Yeah. <laughs> I, t- I try that immediately. Uh, it tingles, both like Ooh. on the finger and in the region of missing flesh. Hmm, interesting. And you pull your finger back and there's like a couple of sparks playing on the end Ooh, no biggie guys i'm just realizing my true destiny um your clothes are also cut there by the way and they this thing is really dangerous i can't believe fibblestib didn't like fucking warn us maybe that these are bombs i grab it out of (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was immediately gonna try and give myself another cut um Okay, so Leyland Leyland grabs. Yep. I carefully, really I assume, because it's still like that line of. Oh well, I I click it back together. I twist it the other way. Okay. Yeah. I I sorry. I thought you said that I had twisted it back together down on the ground. No, yeah, you, thought, you yeah, like twitched shy. such that it was no longer open. Oh, I realigned it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I I closed that thing back up. That's that's a spicy meatball right there. I would argue that meatball is so spicy that they probably shouldn't leave it unguarded in a junkyard. Probably not. Well, that goes to tell you what kind of <laughs> waste. Yeah, I, I guess gnomes. <laughs> Just the thought. Either toss it in the reactor or perhaps oh, use it on yes. a, 
our potential or use it on our potential assault of the airship. Oh my god, use it as a bomb. So yeah, let's smuggle this thing off Hopsinopolis. I'm really shocked Fall Rock has not said a word about this. <laughs> Fall Rock is like I'm, over I'm the corner the vomiting. Yeah. <laughs> What's the big deal? You've seen me flayed before. About to say this might not actually be the worst thing that's happened to I'm, you. So I'm standing there with like my hands on my hips, and you can see like the blurry outline of Ched behind me, and I'm just like, "Come on, Farrah, this isn't even the worst thing that's happened to me recently." I, I, uh, <laughs> 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 he starts trying to form words, just, just dry Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take some water and shape it into the clouds to make uh, Terrajax have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does not, yes, it does not it work like that. Yes, empower me that I might flood our enemies. <laughs> you, you go to, you, you shape water into the quote-unquote wound and... <laughs> the crescent and just slot it in. It's, um, like the clouds get puffier with the addition of, of water, like the water gets absorbed into the cloud space. Yeah. This is great. Now, now I could be water storage. I got extra lightning powers. Probably I'm about to transcend as the avatar of storms, man. We should have done this a long time ago. I would cure wounds, but you didn't take any damage. I feel fine. I feel better than fine. Actually. Better than fine. I feel reinvigorated. No, like, like you, you have an area on your body that can no longer be stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I feel like there's something else going on with this thing, though, because the fact that it gave you, like, this stormy, lightning-ish quality to the children of the, the child of the storm, you know. Yeah. Like, I was, I, 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 look, here's my I mean, my we can split it on you if you want. Also, fun. we should probably be like running after this freaky wizard dude, or like, boy, I, following though, right? If you see him up close, how, how, he how is. How are we gonna dig bonkers. How are we gonna dig straight down? Okay, well maybe we should go talk to Fibblestib or someone. He or... he knew him by name, so yeah. maybe maybe let's there's go, a connection. Let's go talk to Fibblestib. Let's um, maybe put this on the Teliferous first. Yeah. <laughs> How are we going to get it over? We literally can't do that anyway, because but... we can't let go of it. Well, no. Once you no, click it, it back it's together, like it's sealed fine. again. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I just I toss it in my backpack. What's the worst that could happen? Or we take <laughs> one, we take it to him and be like, <laughs> "Why are you drop? Why are you leaving bombs in a junkyard?" Well, okay. So what we'll do is we'll say that mysterious tattoo ragman threatened us with a bomb. And we were like, oh, shit, we didn't know it was a bomb. And then he was able to get away. We don't need to go into the specifics. I don't think Fibblestiv Lufalu is being completely honest and forthcoming with us. Oh, do you want to do good cop, bad cop, wet cop, short cop? Stabilizers here. And bird cop. I know this is is gnomes and everything else, but the fact that you would just leave these lying around. Right. Like, they, they seem very dangerous, more so for, than most gnome stuff. And for being a, a junkyard that clearly does not have any sort of No magical security. protection. You could probably just climb these fences. 
let's go talk to Pibblestib. Um, okay. And I, I safety pin together the front of my shirt. <laughs> okay. We also have to re. We have to also analyze what we're actually good at as a group because we failed on like we're not stealthy stakeout types. We failed on a you know whatever it was at the fishing village we were trying to do. You know what we're really good at? Direct frontal assault. To be fair, this one wasn't really your fault. (laughs) No, I thought we played this one admirably. we just need to get better on while I'm distracting him, you guys all need to attack at the same time. Well, when I thought that him holding it, like if I could get him, if I, if he dropped it, that would be okay. I didn't realize he was like holding it. Yeah. It was, it was a dead man's switch. My plan was that my plan was to shoot like both arrows at each of his arms at the same time. Oh yeah. And he'd be like, ah, mine hands. And then, yeah, I I don't know why he's German. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's, okay, a lot, so, there's a lot of stuff to unpack there yeah so here's a thought um desmond you need to get like banishment can you banish things banish later, uh, i think so is that a cleric thing now banish it might be because if we could just like he's got an orb he's like i'll detonate the orb and we just banish the orb and let it detonate in a demiplane that would be fun no i mean well, it sends it banishment sends it back to its home plane. I don't know if you can use it on creatures from the prime material. You can. It just puts them in a demi plane of their own. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like a temporary sequestering, but presumably it would just explode harmlessly in that plane. Presumably. Theoretically. Or it would create a horrible rift in space time, but it's someone else's problem. <laughs> it's not our demi plane. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a it was an Aquila provided demi plane that they now have to figure out. In this episode, the party takes on the American God. capitalist complex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go to Fiddlestiv. Let's yell at him, and then after we finish doing good cop, bad cop, wet cop, short cop, bird cop, to get all the information out of him. Drop off this orb, unless he's been like, oh, you've got the orb in your backpack. I can tell by my magic eyes. I, um, I've trained all my life to smell Fazio Telestabilizers. <laughs> and we're like, darn it, foiled again. Um, and then I guess, like, if he knows the guy, we should probably follow up on leads there. If not, I guess we could ask around, like, seedy establishments. But, my think, only again, thought... we're not known, so we can't do intrigue. My only thought is, I wonder if we could fly under Hopsnopolis. Uh, yeah, depending we... on how deep he went. Well, it's like, so right now we're on like the top side. You guys right? are maybe one sixth of the way down. Yeah. So he's probably not on the bottom. He's probably in like the interior, because there's a lot of volume to this thing. Yeah. So. My guess is there's like a bunch of tunnels and like maintenance shafts and things like that. And he's got a cool hobo hideout where he's building a portal. And he's like, ha ha ha, I only have my clones to talk to. So they keep me sane. (laughs) Falrock does raise a good point, though. How many days was the stakeout before Crazy Pants showed up? Uh, It was three days. Oof. So by now, um, 
word has probably gotten its way through the ranks, and we are beloved heroes in the eyes of Humple Bumple. I mean, you reported directly back to her after... Yeah, but they, they've had time to like go through the reports and be like, dang, these guys really know their stuff. Yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah, let's, um, let's go yell at Fibblestib. So you journey out of the junkyard... Which takes about an hour. You pass the uh, like caretaker shack, and he's in there clearly asleep. Again, uh, security around. Yeah, it's these just like freaking bombs. Um, it's like they wanted this to happen. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he. Uh, so then you you hail a spider crab, spider cab. And uh, it takes you back out to the surface of Hopsonopolis, and you make your way over to Fibblestib Luflu's office. And I bang his door open, and I say, You always a rat? Was your father a rat? Or did you learn to be one, boy? He looks up from the schemata <laughs> that he's looking over, and says, What? Did you catch him? I met a friend of yours in that junkyard. Seemed real familiar. I mentioned that, you know, the Fazio telestabilizers are bombs. Bombs? And yeah, he was like, oh, I'm going to blow them up with this. He he turns completely white. Like, we all the color had, drains out of his face. We he was, had the jump oh. on the... And all wait, he wait, hang on, hang little, on, robot mic. Yeah, you went way robo, super way slow. Way robo and way slow. <laughs> yeah. How about now? Better. Yep. Yeah. I have no idea what the difference is. Yeah, but... that was weird. Okay. I was like, we had the jump on him, and then all he had to do was grab one of the telestabilizers and say, threaten to pull it apart. Not even grab it, but like reach through it. My man was doing some wicked phasing magic. And, and... look at Tarjux's stomach and i rip open my shirt and i say look at me look at what you did <laughs> he he holds up his hands and he said do you mean to tell me that he tried to to take one apart and and break it yeah he took it he took it out of the container i wouldn't really say break. No it was a very graceful counterclockwise twisting motion but he took it out of the container that it was in and he just had like the orb and he yeah he was taking that apart and he was standing there all, oh, I know that Fibblestib has sent someone. And so it's like, do you know this guy? Okay. Uh, raggedy tattoos. Do any of you raggedy Gnomish? Uh, no, that's an excellent question. No, I speak Draconic. <laughs> no, I speak Fluently. Draconic. <laughs> God damn. Oh, uh, and also... Um, can I can I say I had my hootie hootie get booty bottle running for this segment of the stakeout? That's that's a bit of a stretch. All right, that's fair. You can't just retroactively record everything. Yeah, yeah. I I should have set it up and had it running. I I wanted to make a episode of Cops. Yeah, you could do that with <laughs> this Desmond gnome. Anytime. Thinks he's got the drop yeah. on these telephasio been... stabilizers. <laughs> Little does he know, our boys in blue are waiting in the wing. One of our officers moves to engage. We're not too bad. Though. Too bad it was canceled. 
too bad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Fibblestub Lufalu does he like he is not paying attention to you anymore. He oh, my is, cool scar. Um, he is really he's like spewing a stream of expletives in gnomish as speak he, english damn it <laughs> as he is opening and closing all of the drawers on his desk um until he locates a dusty sending stone and he he holds it up and his hands are like visibly shaking and, he, and I tell him, before you use that, tell us what's going on. He, again, completely ignores you and speaks at length uh, in Gnomish. Well, he several segments of 25 <laughs> words in Gnomish into the, into the Can stone. Can they just be walkie-talkies? I guess. It doesn't, like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't affect anything. Um... <laughs> And do we do we recognize? Oh, I guess we don't get a voice on the other end, do no. we? Uh, and he listens for a bit, um, responds to whoever he is talking to, and then uh, he he puts the stone down and he like clasps his hands to try and stop the the trembling, and he says, "Okay, I need you to tell me everything about this gnome." Well. Uh, for starters, he is utterly bonkers. I can certify oh. that, having been up close and personal. Um, hold on now. Ho he's about uh, four foot one. He's not four foot one. I know. I, I don't. Whatever his actual measurements are. He's like two we, feet we've tall. Been, we've been going in blind to everything here. And now we're just being, now we have to tell you more stuff? No, we, we almost blew up half of Hopsinopolis trying to, you know, catch your thief here. So you need to tell us what's going on. No gnome that has lived on Hopsinopolis for any length of time with even the slightest shred of sanity intact would think about disassembling a phaseo telestabilizer and using it as a weapon. Yeah, that sounds like our guy. This situation is so inconceivable to any proper way of thinking that it would not have even occurred to me to tell you that it was an option, obviously. I think this guy had, like, a southern draw last time. I apologize. I, I don't that. remember. It's been a while. It's been huh. a long time. He's so scared that his accent disappears. <laughs> I think, was that the was that the guy at the garbage dump? Maybe that day. No, the guy no, at the garbage dump was the one who rambled on who about how rambled things were on at length. Yeah, better in his grandpa's day or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do I do explain the tattoos, and I I could sketch them out, I guess, because I was I was up close enough that I could like really get an eye on this guy. Okay. Uh, and and he was monologuing for a while, so like I got, I got verbal mannerism. Actually, shit, I can mimic his voice perfectly. Yeah, you could do that. I could do that. That's gonna be awesome later, when I can be like, Miss Mister Crazy Gnome, this is your conscience speaking to you live from Radio City. 
don't forget to mention how he cloned himself and then apparently could just phase yeah dude's a crazy metal. powerful wizard um definitely the blur spell <laughs> no um yeah he creates apparitions he can move through solid stone uh he's quite crazy he has an invisible to... floating card yeah tensor's floating disc maybe um he's went on at length about music and melody and being able to hear something and seems convinced that he is going to herald in some sort of new era you know typical megalomaniac stuff we have him in jux as well but um this this guy was a uh, pretty pretty far along the bell curve as far as crazies go and also has the capabilities to you know do something besides and spew was able madness. to see through moi's perfect impression of a crazy person so clearly an individual of discerning taste uh as you are as you're going on about this fibblestiv is he's gotten up and gone over to a filing cabinet and he's he just gets out a it. big thing of whiskey <laughs> Hell. bourbon <laughs> Uh, no, and he's he's rummaging through files, and uh, eventually he he pulls one out and starts um, flipping through some papers until he pulls out um, a couple of documents. And he puts them on his desk and spreads them out, uh, and he's he continues to listen to you as he as he uh, sort of sifts through them. And then eventually he turns them around and he says, "I'm, I'm pretty sure that the the gnome that you you met is Erky Bafflestone. He <laughs> used to work on, and he he rubs his temples. He's like, I don't actually know how much of this I'm allowed to tell you." We're a well, little bit past the, that point, don't you we're think? We're in the ship now, so well. No, you you don't understand. And you can't understand because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to tell you the things that you need to know to make you understand. Look, Fiddlestib, time is of the essence here. The, the bomb is ticking. We need to know, and we need to know now. And I pound on his desk. I'm very tall compared to this guy. Make, uh... If that helps. <laughs> persuasion or per uh, intimidation I don't, whichever whichever you feel is more appropriate I, uh, I feel like my persuasion is higher but intimidation is probably more, more apt. apt at this yeah at this juncture oh uh that is still going to be a 19 I bet so I've torn open my shirt so there, there's like this crackling lightning crescent and my hair is all frizzy and standing up, and I look really angry. Nobody gets the better of Tarjax Heiko. Do you mean to waterboard him? <laughs> well, <laughs> slow down there, wet cop. <laughs> That's your soul cop. You've just been Even lurking in the car back battery. I'm just getting the car battery back in my backpack. Okay. <laughs> the car battery here. Nobody is... ever wants to. Sh nobody ever wants to do what I want to do. <laughs> The car battery is just a piece of copper wire that you hand Terrajux. Yeah. <laughs> he he gets up and goes to the filing cabinet, and he actually does pull out a bottle of some liquor, and 
sits back at his desk and he doesn't he doesn't pour anything. He drinks straight from the bottle. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and he says, "Okay. What I'm telling you now are basically state secrets. But I'm going to have to bite the the bullet on that one because I feel like we're probably going to need your assistance for whatever is coming up in the near future. Yeah, and you also almost blew us up. That's so I'll I accept this as your apology. He he just kind of waves that off. <laughs> and he says, Hobstonopolis. No, let's go back a step further. Are you familiar with the the theory of thaumaturgic planar differentials? I I put my hands on my hip. I look between Fibblestib and then I look at Desmond picking his nose and I just raise my eyebrows at Fibblestib and I say, what do you think? Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> stupid of me to ask, really. So. Not as stupid as us. There are planes and he, he has to like continuously walk back the language that he's about to use. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, seems right. Okay. Do you know about other planes of existence? Oh, yeah. sure. There's the storm plane, and then all the others don't matter. Good enough. <laughs> As you know, or maybe you don't, the prime material is sort of a magical low point in the multiverse. God, you're telling me. This place sucks. <laughs> There are nice. the inner planes that represent the elements. There's the shadow fell, the Feywild, the ethereal plane, the astral plane, the outer planes. All of them have a higher base magical density than the prime material. So when portals or particularly strong magical objects attuned to one of those planes is brought to the prime material or opened here, it produces an area of particularly strong magical energy, which can be harnessed for various purposes, uh, such as, for example, floating a giant gnomish city suspended over a void. There are four portal generators at the heart of Hopstonopolis. And when I say portal generators, I don't mean that they are mechanisms that generate portals, I mean that they are generators powered by portals leading to the four elemental planes. Ah. And you all can go there? We could, but I'm not sure why would we why we would want to, as they're inimical to life on the prime material, generally speaking. No. Gotcha. We have them contained in fairly large machines that allow us to harvest the magic differential that comes across the portals without any risk of incursion from the wildlife or errant magical surges. Is this, is this also what helps power the cloud? The cloud is the anchor anchor cloud has a lot of its own unusual magical oh, properties. Right. Right, forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, obviously, the generators are very important to Hopstonopolis as they are the reason that we are able to live the life that we live. Um, if they were to fail, 
obviously that would be catastrophic as the city would fall out of the sky and into the anchor. So we don't really go about telling people about them, particularly if they're outsiders who have only been on Hopstonopolis for, what, two weeks? We've done a lot in those two weeks. You have done a lot in those two weeks, and I have a feeling that you're not out to sabotage the city and sink it, so I am telling you this despite the fact that I am probably going to go to jail for it. Now, Erky Bafflestone was uh, on our generator research and development team, working on ways to improve uh, magical energy harnessed, make the portals themselves smaller, which presents less risk than larger ones, generally improving the containment machinery to, to keep any catastrophic failures from happening. For one of his uh, theses that he did in school, he wrote a treatise on tapping into something called the far plane. Oh, no. <laughs> which is... And that wasn't a red flag? <laughs> well... Here's, here's what happened. He, he was talking about tapping into the far plane, which, because it is the, most fur, uh, the furthest removed from the prime material, would provide the greatest amount of energy differential, um, could theoretically be used to generate limitless energy for Hopsonopolis without needing the four elemental generators to all be functioning. Uh, obviously, this was rejected because the far plane is a terrifying vista of madness outside of time and space, and so not really suitable for, you know, having an open portal just kind of lying around. Ah, I see. He became obsessed with the idea, and when it began to interfere with his work, he was fired, and he taps the pink slip in the folder that he has put on his desk, and uh, removed from all portal generation access, um, research, anything. Like, he should not even have been able to get to the section of the city that contains the generators. If he is the person who is building a makeshift portal generator of his own, he needs to be stopped immediately. Well, Agreed. Given his, like... Exit, I'm assuming he is a walking portal generator. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think your man, Erky, has been drinking from the tap, to put it bluntly. Uh, he's he's all gone upstairs, and he has enough power that he can move through solid stone, and there were multiples of him, but I couldn't grab any of them, and, like, he's able to move things, but we can't move him, and... Uh, this is going to require some magical know-how that is probably a little bit beyond our immediate... Look, we're really good at using magic, deciphering and untangling it, not so much. Which is why I have called for a... Gnomish Special Ops! A, I have called for a city hall meeting of oh, the bureaucracy. highest emergency... Uh, really the highest Ugh. emergency no you everybody <laughs> needs to be aware of the threats we need to be putting contingency plans into action and we need to have our best people working on this uh so you we and you and i we are going to hop on a cab over to the patent office right now and we are going to tell the city council 
about what has just happened and see if we can't impress upon them the severity of the issue and circumvent some of the red tape necessary to mobilize the assets needed. Works for me. Quick question before we go. Is Tarjux have like cancer from another planet <laughs> or something like Yeah. It's very disturbing. Oh, yeah, I, like I, I do actually like clear. point down to the gaping storm fissure in my chest. I go, uh, what's the prognosis, Doc? He he looks at it. And I like, look. I I tried. Look, he. You know, it. Some stuff happened there. We saved the city. That's what's important. Um, look, I just got to know. You know, like, how long do I got? He he looks at it and he's like, "Listen, I'm I'm an engineer. <laughs> I don't do meat." I have never identified more with an NPC in my life. No, you can't. You can't say you've never identified more. That's like you, you just did. With, you deal with engineered meat so often. <laughs> Although, what? How did? How did this happen? Ah, uh, well. The short version. The short version is as he was uh, making his escape. Um, there were some uh, not quite perfect uh, impersonations, and the uh, a device was nearly detonated. <laughs> and um, well, it, it didn't detonate, but there was a there was a very bright flash as it he was, was leaving. It was open, yeah, briefly. It was on on the verge. And uh, I got I got hit in the crossfire. It was excruciatingly painful, but I feel fine now. He sits back and he says, well, he takes another swig out of the bottle. <laughs> By all accounts, okay, phaseo telestabilizers, what they are essentially is highly compressed chunks of time and space. If he had opened one in the junkyard, it would have carved a sphere out of Hopstonopolis, given the number that were there, probably 10 miles across. Wait, if they're compressed time and whatever, wh why? Wouldn't that just be a heavy rock? I don't have the time or the language to explain... <laughs> or the crayons. <laughs> the <laughs> mechanics behind how portal generators are put together to you. So okay, is there fine. a small hole in time and space ripped into Tarajux's stomach? Is that what you're saying yes. right See, now? That is exactly what future. has happened to Tarajux. I don't know what the clouds are. Huh. That's weird. You should be dead. Well, uh, I, 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 I am hardly you your the, typical... I hand you the bottle from his desk. I just grab it <laughs> and just hand it to Tarajux. <laughs> and I take a deep swig and I slam it back down. I say... It'll take more than a collapsing 10-mile sphere of time and space to kill Tara Juk's danger, Heiko. And I think that's there... probably where we'll stop. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, is there, is there booze leaking from your gut right now? <laughs> no, but I imagine the uh, elemental plane of uh, storms is wet. <laughs> yeah, it a haze of alcohol just mists its way in from a little fissure. Uh, <sighs> so... This has been another exciting episode of the Alchemist Club. A little more action-packed than the last one. Um, a little. 
I've been Joe, your host and resident crazy NPC. Um, if you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistsclub88 at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Our Twitter handle is at alchemist underscore club and the brave adventurers who are adventuring with us today are daniel playing jet fleet kahol playing desmond i'm zach and i like to play far rock somebody get me a tums <laughs> i'm matt and i play leolin i'm waffle and as always i am the herald of the storm thanks for joining us